You are listening to The Sports Villain with Jason, Jimmy, and Tim. Uh, hey, Tim. It's Jason. Episode uh, two. Uh, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely great. How are you? Uh, you know, I, I had an up and down weekend. I, uh, I'm a little frustrated with a, a few games, and um, I guess we can talk about those Sunday games. A little frustrated with my Buccaneers, Bucks and Texans. Jameis Winston really uh, shit the bed this week, didn't he? Uh, yeah, that's an understatement. And I'm pretty sure that every Buccaneers fan feels the exact same way that we do. Once again, we're ending the season on a losing season. Yeah. And then we're going to uh, probably re-sign him. Um, so what do you think about re-signing Jameis? I'm hashtag fire Winston. <laughs> uh, did you start, start a new hashtag, uh, a new, new, uh, new Twitter hashtag fire Winston, get a following going. No, I don't twat dude. That's the, right. that's the one app I don't use. I, I Instagram rarely and I'm, I'm like 90% Facebook and everything else just kind of falls into place. Well, a lot of the sports guys, they tweet like crazy. So maybe we need to jump on that bandwagon one of these days. I'm not much of a tweeter myself. Yeah, but, well, uh, well, we'll deal with it. Th- there's a lot of quarterbacks on the chopping block, I think, uh, at the end of this season. Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, maybe. Nick Foles is gone. Mitch Trubisky. Um, and uh, in comes the new young gunslinger joe burrow and i don't know who else is really behind him that's exciting to uh but uh i heard you say something about cam newton going to chicago yeah so there's excuse me there's a lot of uh talk about uh cam newton has always wanted to be a bear and he's coming up on on like the final year of his contract so if they don't renew him then he's going to account for, you know, whatever the cap is. I, I, I don't have my figures in front of me. But uh, so anyway, there is big talk that they were going to release him and hopefully get some draft picks. And I think they were they were set on going with Kyle Allen now. But I don't I don't know what's going on in Carolina right now because they lost their coach. They might lose their starting quarterback. There's just a lot of disarray in Carolina right now. I don't know. If I'm a head coach and I step into Carolina and they give me the head coach job there, I'm going to want to re-sign Cam. I, and I'm going to push hard for that. Um, I, I think he's he's an excellent quarterback, but he has some of the same skill sets that Jameis Winston has. His long ball is kind of – unpredictable and I mean but he's big he's athletic he's a gunslinger he makes things happen you know same with Jameis but as far as throwing the ball down the field and making good decisions that is questionable agreed I I, and I think that's why his relationship with Deshaun Jackson went to crap because his long ball sucked and what I found ironic is when he went through his suspension and then Fitzmagic comes in and Fitzmagic and Deshaun Jackson, they were on the same wavelength. 
He yeah, knew just what to do, and, man, he was throwing for big yards. And then Jameis comes back in, and then where'd we go? <laughs> Puked. I think he threw nine <laughs> interceptions over two games. Yeah. Uh, did you agreed. did you watch that Bucks texans game? And you know I bet the over on that, and, and I teased the over at, like, 41 and a half. And, uh, no, I think that it was 44 was the teased over. And it hit 43 was the game. I missed it by a point, which was frustrating. Just watching Jameis just puke uh, in that fourth quarter there. But he didn't have his top two receivers. No Chris Godwin, no Mike Evans. I should have seen it coming, right? You know, I, I, I'm i going to disagree, right? So when you, you – you and I had this conversation already once, but when – you're talking about an A-list quarterback like that. Tom Brady can throw to anybody and be dialed in. And we everybody always wonders, who's Tom Brady going to find as his favorite target today? Because it's like every game, it's different. Yeah, we all love Julian Edelman. But then there are all six more other people that he's throwing the ball to. And Drew Brees is the same way. Peyton Manning was the same way. I Drew, just Drew Brees did it for years. You know, he, ne- he never had a good receiver core, and he made good receivers out of mediocre guys. So I, I definitely see what you're saying, but these are Hall of Fame quarterbacks you're, you're comparing him to. Uh, I don't, Jameis Winston making the Hall of Fame, um, it's kind of a long shot right now. You know what? Okay, valid point. I wasn't really going there with that, but what I basically what I was saying was that this guy, when he is an elite quarterback where he is, and he's elite, I would think that he would be able to better dial in his passes. I don't care who's on the field, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You still should be able to throw uh, to a moving target when you are the starting quarterback of the NFL and you, we all know that you should be better accurate than what Jameis Winston is. He all throws right, well, let, for big games and he's got the ability. I just, I think he's too inconsistent. Let's shuffle some quarterbacks <clears throat> around. Okay. All right. Jameis Winston, let's send him to Jacksonville. He, he's an FSU guy. He's going to stay in Florida. I think he'd be great to, to resurrect Jacksonville get that run game, lean on that run game. Let's send Jameis Winston to Jacksonville. Let's send Cam Newton to Chicago. Nick Foles, let's send him to back up um, anybody. (laughs) He's not a starting quarterback anymore. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, he can go play arena football. And Gardner (laughs) Mishu, maybe he comes to Tampa. How's that scenario sound to you? Uh, Other than Nick Foles, I kind of agree with almost everything that you say. Mitch (laughs) Trubisky, I definitely think, has the ability to do something. I mean, he's definitely better than a Mark Sanchez. I don't know what's going on with him, but he seems to just be a, a little bit off. So I think if he had the right work, he could be way better than what he is. But everything else that you just said, I'm all in. Okay. I'm all in. Well, and Joe Burrow, he's number one overall pick going to Cincinnati. 
uh, it's almost too obvious. Ohio kid stays in Ohio and uh, resurrects a dying Cincinnati Bengals team. I'm 100% all in on that too. Love me some Joe Burrow. And I absolutely love the fact that he is from a small town in Ohio and he's doing uh, great things in Louisiana. Uh, that $400,000 was raised at, right after his Heisman speech for that small little whatever w- what happened in Ohio. I think it's just a match made in heaven, and I think Joe Burrow's going to do great things in Cincinnati. It definitely is. Well, anyways, the Bucks texans game, that was a disappointment. I missed the over on that. I, I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. Um, good for the Texans. They're, they're making a little run for it. But um, better luck next week. I think I'm still going to take the over again with the Bucks in Atlanta this coming up week. Uh, I think the over is sitting at 47.5. I'm going to ride with the over again this coming week. But this last Sunday, uh, we also seen the Bills and Pats play. Um, you think the Patriots are going to make a Super Bowl run or what? No. That they have it. I don't think that they have it this year. I really don't. Um, my my favorite um, AFC team is um, Baltimore. They're in the AFC, correct? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and they're yeah, okay. uh, they're going to meet the Pats probably in the playoffs, and everybody thinks that they're going to beat them. But the Patriots are going to dial up a whole different scheme for the for the Ravens. Trust that. Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coach in, coaches in uh, – well, he's a good coach. And uh, he's definitely going to have something – he's going to have something very very much dialed in for those Ravens. But uh, they, they have the best defense they've ever had. That's why I think they could still make that run to the Super Bowl. But uh, that was a hell of a game, the Bills and Pats. I had the Bills – I think I hit that game on both sides. But – but they uh, and then we, the late game there was the the Rams and the 49ers. That was a hell of a game. Um, I had the money line on the 49ers and I nailed that game. Um, what do you think of that game? That was that was a great game. I too took the overs on that one. And um, uh, getting back to your Bucks game real quick, I, I don't like anything about that game. I hate those divisional games. They always wreak havoc for me, so I'm I'm leaving it alone. Uh, anything could happen. I don't like it. I'm leaving it alone. Um, but getting back to your uh, Rams game, that was I, – I honestly saw that going in a different way. I thought it was going to be more lopsided, but I did take the overs. Yeah, well, Jalen Ramsey's hurt this week, so the Rams are in big trouble if they're uh, expecting any chance to uh, – to make the playoffs, but but the 49ers yeah. and the 49ers need to tighten up that defense. Yeah, they do. They're giving up big plays and big yards, and that is not like them. I don't know, you know. But then again, everybody's getting tired. Yeah, they are. All right. Well, that that was a that was a pretty big triple header on Sunday. Let's uh, let's talk about some of these games on Saturday. So, Tim, on this, uh, the next set of games we're going to talk about on week 16 is the Sunday games. And uh, I know we both picked the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Browns 
that was kind of an easy game to hit. Um, how about that Lamar Jackson? He's such a beast. He's an absolute animal, totally deserves the MVP. That guy is going to break records in the NFL as long as he can stay healthy. Love me some Lamar Jackson. And, yeah, Baltimore, they have a great record this year against the spread. Yeah, but Mark Ingram got hurt, but he's supposedly good for, you know, first round of the playoffs. He's supposed to be good to go. But, uh, you know, it's crazy how many touchdowns Lamar Jackson Jackson throws. He only threw for 238 yards, and he threw three touchdowns. And that's like every week for him. He'll only throw like a couple hundred yards, and there'll be five touchdowns that he'll throw for and run for one. Uh, It's completely insane what he's done this year. It's for fantasy, for, for real life, breaking Michael Vick's record. I think he's way better than Michael Vick ever was. Uh, I, I'm, I definitely have to agree with that right now. Um, you know, the difference between, let's just say him and Drew Brees, right? Drew Brees will throw for 300 plus, maybe even four. But if you look at Lamar Jackson's total yards throughout a game, yeah, he only has 230, 240, 250 yards passing, but he also has between 60 and 120 yards rushing. So when you add those two together, you're getting the same thing from a Drew Brees. You just get more points fantasy-wise with Lamar Jackson because you're getting those rush yards. But, um, you know, I, I definitely think that he's going to be uh, – he's going to break every record that Michael Vick ever had. I think I agree with you. But uh, they barely covered, though. They won by 16. And one little uh, one little change in that game, and they, they don't cover. But – so true. But, that, but I'm glad we both hit that game. That was a good one. Um, the next one kind of upset me a little bit. Uh, I was watching this one pretty closely, the Saints and the Titans game. Um, the Saints, it, it, you know, if you glance at it at first, the Saints crushed them, 38 to 28. But that's not really the case. Um, there were five minutes left in the game, and uh, Ryan Tannehill was driving down the field, and he threw a pass across the middle. And the dude got laid out, and they called it a fumble. And I've been watching football a long time. To me, that looked like a no catch. And on top of that, with the new rules, and they're supposed to care about players' safety so much, and they've written all these new rules where you can't hit somebody in the neck, you can't hit somebody in the head, you can't lead with the head, you can't hit a defenseless player, period. And the dude just barely caught the ball, and he was spinning through the air. And he got crushed. And then he's laying on the ground unconscious. And they call it a fumble. Saints pick it up. They run it down to the 20-yard line. And they score about 30 seconds later a touchdown. Which, instead of being down three, um, up three, they go up 10. Complete swing on the whole game. And there's no flag. And, and the Fox announcers, they just go to a commercial. They don't even talk about it. So in a, in a league that is so concerned about player safety, how is it so subjective to these refs on what they call and don't call? I've seen them make calls that are way less worse than that call. And, uh, and then they just decide not to call it. it. It was Jerome Booger and his officiating team that, again, changes the outcome of a Saints game big time. What do you think of that? 
you know, <clears throat> I did not watch the game as intently as you did. I did see the replay on that, and I don't, I didn't see a a a, a slow mo replay. But what I did see is it looked like an illegal hit on a defenseless player. Like Absolutely. I said, go ahead. This this league thinks they uh, they care about their players, and then they're letting things like this go. And then Fox doesn't even talk about it, and it completely changes the outcome of the game. It's almost as if they're trying to make up for screwing the Saints last year out of the AFC Championship game. Yeah, that's a whole other ball of wax right there, Jason. That I don't, I don't want to touch. <laughs> you know, well, anyway. I definitely understand it. I know that you're hurt. I know that was a game for you. Uh, I, I didn't have that much vested in in that game. Um, so, excuse me, NFC Championship game last year that they, they got screwed out of. Yeah, but but um, but that was a total game swinger. That you know, in reality, the Titans should have got hit on a defenseless player. They should have got first and 10 on the 47, and they were moving the ball with no problem. And then they would have ran down the field and either tied it up or scored a touchdown and took the lead, which it looked like they were going to score a touchdown and take the lead by the way they were moving the ball. And then total game swing, only five minutes left in the game. Now all of a sudden it's a two-possession game, and, uh, and it's, it's Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. You know, Michael Thomas, even earlier in the game, he took his helmet off and he didn't get called for that. And that that should have been a penalty also. So I don't know. These refs are either sleeping or they're biased or I I don't know. But the officiating, this seems to get worse and worse and worse. I definitely think I definitely think they should hold the referees a little bit more accountable. That's the one thing I'll, I'll say. So I had both sides of that game. I bet the Saints money line, and I also had the Titans plus four. So I thought I was going to hit the game on both sides, which I like to do, but uh, it didn't work out that way. At least I hit the Saints, and uh, that was fine, I guess. You know, basically this gives me a push on the game. So yeah. Anyways, mo- moving forward, um, the Panther Panthers Colts game. The only thing exciting about that was two punt returns in in a single game. They haven't done that since like 1978 or something. Uh, that was that was pretty crazy. The Colts just demolished the Panthers, but made know, them their bitch is what they did. That was embarrassing, but they barely yeah, even have a head coach, so yep. You, you can't blame them. The Bengals Dolphins game, that was exciting. And uh, you played Ryan Fitzpatrick in your gentleman's league, and now you're in the finals, right? I sure did. He got me 35 points. He got me more points than Lamar Jackson. Thank you very much. And uh, I I was absolutely blown away at how that game transpired. I did not think that it was going to be that intense of a game. But, man, it was exciting to watch. Yeah, Andy Dalton came back and tied it up. They went to OT. That was crazy. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so I, I think we're going to get into some more fantasy football uh, later on. But, you know, Alex, who won our league, he had uh, Devontae at um, Parker. Parker and Kenyon Drake. He drafted those guys. And they've been sitting on his roster all year. And Kenyon Drake, who then gets traded – to 
the Cardinals becomes an absolute beast in fantasy. And he also has Travis Kelsey and Lamar Jackson. He just had the perfect storm to win the fantasy championship this year. But I, I'd like to definitely talk about that a little bit more later. Yeah, he sure did. He Boy, he, he had everything happening for him right there at the very end. Yeah, how, how do you get that lucky to, to this hit like that? It's just how it happens sometimes, my friend. It's just how it happens. And that the Giants are coming into form, but they, they did it against the Redskins, Giants-Redskins game. Um, Dwayne Haskins rolled his ankle in that game, but they stayed with it, And but the Giants ended up winning 41-35. to 35. We thought that was going to be a snoozer. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't, and Daniel Jones just took Eli Manning's position. Eli Manning is going to be gone from the New York Giants next year. Mark my word, there's good possibility that he might even end up in Jacksonville. I don't think he's ready to retire. He actually could move on to go someplace else. I disagree with you. I think he's done. He's going. I, I think he's not going to be a backup somewhere. And he's not going to be a, a, a seat warmer just for some young guy to come in by week five. I think he's going to bow out gracefully and it's the end of Eli's career. But yeah, Daniel Jones was going to take that over since week two. You know, everybody knew that. But it, it's really uh, disheartening now seeing Saquon Barkley come into his own and start blowing up now that I needed him in the beginning of the season. He's my dynasty running back, along with Lamar Jackson and uh, all the young receivers that I have on my dynasty team. Yeah. I just barely missed the playoffs. But where were you when I needed you, Barkley? (laughs) I think everybody has been saying that all year. I had him last year on my fantasy roster, and, man, he did me some justice. And he got me right where I needed. Last year, I was – Tied for first place with an 11 and two record. And I lost in the first round of freaking playoffs. And who, who underperformed Saquon Barkley. Yep. Anyway. So I think he kind of shit the bed this year. And I think everybody was really disappointed in Saquon Barkley. I don't think that's going to be the case next year. I think if I have a top five pick, I think I'm looking at Saquon Barkley to draft him again next year. With Daniel Jones, with the wheels that Daniel has and the, 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 the big arm that he has, it's going to open things up for Barkley. And I think the Giants are going to be a whole different team next year. I agree with that. So moving on, Lions, Broncos, nothing too exciting there. The Lions are a dump, dumpster fire. The Broncos are coming into their own. They beat the Lions – 27 to 17 drew lock and Philip Lindsay. They look great. Next boring game. Nothing going on there. Um, the Raiders beat the chargers, but I almost seen that coming. You know, the Raiders are just hungry to win and the chargers just have been so inconsistent. They're not really that good. And Philip rivers has just been making so many bad decisions and he is, Probably should retire with Eli, but he's not. He's going to keep playing, I, I, is my assumption. Yep, I agree. I think Oakland had more to prove. <clears throat> you know, you have uh, Chucky, uh, you know, uh, Gruden, 
I love that, John Gruden. I he, do too. He got that, us a Super Bowl in Tampa, and I'm always going to love Gruden. I just love his style. I love his looks on the sidelines. I love the Chucky look. I love it when he gets pissed on the sidelines. Um, that that guy has a fire under him. You know, I've I've always liked me some John Gruden. I agree with you. I I think they're gonna they're gonna go out with a bang because I think they're kind of, they're giving Oakland their last little bit of uh, kind of almost like a curtain call, if you will. Yeah, well, they lost the last game in Oakland, though, but which you could see on John Gruden's face. He wasn't too happy about that. In the last seconds of the game, they lost it. It was brutal, uh, tough. All right, the, the next two games, Cowboys-Eagles, that game really upset me. I, I had the Cowboys winning that game the whole way, and I did bet the Cowboys. And the Eagles keep proving – me wrong that they're a lot better than i thought they were or that the cowboys are a lot worse than i thought they were what do you think you know i also put money on dallas and they also shit the bed very pissed off i honestly thought that dallas was gonna bring a whole lot better game to philadelphia I mean, Jameis Winston lit them up for 38 points, and Dak Prescott, who was at the time in the top three quarterback positions, totally shit the bed. But it's like the whole team kind of shit the bed. It's not really on Dak. And at the end of the day, I think Jason Jason Garrett, it's time for him to go bye-bye. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, it was him making terrible calls and not managing that game. It was a tight game. And you would see them on three and four and three and six and making terrible plays and terrible calls. Fourth and short, punting in the fourth quarter, down by, you know, two possessions. And then go and then very next possession going for it on fourth and nine. It was just terribly managed game. And when you're in such a tight game like that, just get a first down. Don't try to bomb it on third and long or third and short every single time it was just it was sickening to watch it it was even more sick to watch because i had money on the cowboys yeah you know i i know you did and i also did too so you know i don't know it's they didn't bring their a game and philadelphia did and it's time for jason garrett to go i don't know what else to say and they still have a chance to make the playoffs. And Jason Garrett still has a chance to save his job, even though I kind of don't like his face. But uh, moving forward, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Cardinals upset the Seahawks. And then Kenyon Drake is everyone's fantasy darling who has just blown up down the stretch. How good are the Cardinals going to be next year, Tim? Oh, I think the Cardinals are actually going to be pretty good next year. They're kind of coming together in their own right here at the end of the season. Um, I, I think Kenyon Drake showing up in in Arizona was absolutely remarkable. I mean, David Johnson, who? Where, yeah, who who is he? I mean, he's he's probably gone. I I would rather uh, keep the other guy in Kenyon Drake and let David Johnson ride. I don't think he's worth the money. And he's just injury-ridden, and I, I definitely think that Arizona is going to be a force to be reckoned with in their division come next year. I, I agree with you. So is Kenyon Drake a top-five fantasy pick next year? 
I don't know that I'm going to stretch it that far. Say top five? No. Okay, top ten. Okay, yes, top ten. For sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure. If you're drafting in the middle of the first round, what running back are you looking for outside of the the number, you know, the, the big guys, Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott? What uh what dark horse are you looking for? Are you looking for Kenyon Drake there in the middle? In the middle of the first? Yeah. No, I'm Why gonna not? say he's middle of the second. No way. You won't get him in the second. He'll be gone. I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna disagree. You know, you're okay, first... well then go ahead. Well then Lamar Jackson, are you gonna draft him in the first round? <laughs> uh I will tell you this, Jason. I am drafting ninth next year in my big money league. And there is good possibility that I am going to take Lamar Jackson on my snake pick right there at the backside of of, uh, 10th. And so I'm going to try to pick him up at pick number 12. That's my game plan. Okay. I, I'm sticking with my old school game plan. I'm taking a quarterback late, no matter what. Um, every year, it's a different quarterback. I'm not going to chase a waterfall next year. But, but yeah. uh, the Seahawks are really struggling with all the injuries they've had. I, I think they're a great team, and I think they can still possibly make a playoff run. But, uh, man, they, they've suffered some major injuries. But beast mode is back, baby. Um, I'm not a fan. Is, but it changes the narrative. It changes the energy in that locker room. It changes the way teams, you know, draw up, you know, schemes to 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 go against the Seahawks this week. It changes everything. And he is a good ass football player. He is a beast. He's beast mode. He's tough to cackle. I mean, he, yes, he's he one of fresh legs. Fresh legs, and he's a natural-born football player. We'll see how uh, how that changes things this week. Yeah, we'll um, see. I don't think it's going to change it much, but I, we'll see. I, I did actually bet the Cardinals with the points on that game, so I, I hit that game. And uh, and then the, the Chiefs and the Bears game, that's where I made all my money this week. Chiefs, I took Chiefs minus 6.5. I bought an extra half a point just so I'd have the bottom of the hook. And I bet the Chiefs pretty substantially, to co- and that covered my whole weekend. So uh, to me, that was a no-brainer, easy money game. You, did you bet the game too? I did. I took KC, and I took the whole six and a half. I didn't. I didn't think I needed to buy down the point because I knew that they were going to. Uh, well, I, didn't, I wouldn't say new, but I definitely felt that they were going to win by more than a touchdown. Well, when I bet it, it was seven. You know, so that's why I figured ah, I'll pay the extra half point, you know, but uh, I didn't need it at the end of the day. But no, nope. I mean, if the Bears offense could have got rolling, they just couldn't do anything. So that Kansas City defense is stepping up to the plate. If the defense can shut the Bears down like that, maybe they actually can make a Super Bowl run. What do you think? I definitely think that they can. They have got to start working on defense. They're giving up too many yards, uh, too many big plays, and too many points. But I definitely think that Kansas City has 
an opportunity to do that. I don't know that they're going to be able to take the AFC, but I, I definitely think that they have a good, strong possibility. Yeah, and Travis Kelsey, again, is the number one tight end for fantasy purposes. Uh, Alex, who has Travis Kelsey and won our league, he drafted Kelsey again last year. He's he's definitely sweet on Travis Kelsey, and how can you blame him? Um, and he's winning the championship this year with Lamar Jackson, Travis Kelsey, and the lottery that he hit on Kenyon Drake. So we'll yeah. talk about that on the next episode anyways we'll okay. go a little bit more depth on fantasy um but we got one more game to talk about the green bay packers and the minnesota vikings uh that was a lot better game to watch than the score shows 23 to 10 packers um i i felt like the vikings were still in the game still in the fourth in the second half and it just kind of slowly slipped away from them I agree Aaron, with you. Aaron Jones, he, he's he's a beast. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's not quite the beast that we thought he was going to be, but he's still Aaron Rodgers, and he still makes some incredible throws. But he only threw 26 out of 40, uh, completed 26 out of 40 for 216 yards and one interception. Not that exciting. Aaron Jones blew it up. He carried carried the team 154 yards and two TDs. Um, and Alex was actually playing to win the championship. He was playing against Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. And uh, Sully, who was playing against Alex, he had to make up about 50-something points with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones in our PPR league. And he just came just a little bit short. I'm sure Alex was uh, was shitting his pants watching the game. Oh, man, I'm sure a whole lot of people were shitting their pants watching that. It was championship weekend. I was shitting my pants, man. I got second place in my big money league, and I won a first place, and I lost by seven freaking points because Tyler Lockett shit the bed and got me 2.3 points. Well, well, damn, so, I, I hope you're wearing a fucking diaper if you're shitting your pants so much. <laughs> hey, man, it's football, dude. You know, you get so wrapped up in these things, you don't have time for bathroom breaks. So, you know, you put the Depends on and you're good to go. Yeah, and you're drinking beer and you just don't even have to get up. Good good job. Good job. <laughs> you got to you gotta get those heavy-duty Depends. Yeah, yeah, when that's, you, that's right. Seal around the edges. So. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so great game between Green Bay and Minnesota. I knew it wasn't going to be a high score. It never is. It's that divisional thing between the two teams. It rarely goes in the overs. I always like the unders in those games. And if Dalvin Cook would have been playing, it would have been a different game. But, you know, great game. Yeah, I hit a big teaser on that game. I, I had the Packers plus, like, 15 points, and I hit the – the Jazz, and I hit the under uh, on, a, on a different game. And so I, I made money on that game, too. Between the Chiefs game and the Packers game, I had a good Sunday. Um, the two disappointing games for me were the over on the Bucks game, missing that, and the Cowboys. Those two games really burned my ass. I really thought the Cowboys had it, and I thought the over in Tampa Bay was a complete lock. And I, I'm, I totally missed on those two games, but 
Uh, luckily, the Chiefs and the Packers bailed me out. Thank you, Mahomes, and thank you, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a tough person to bet against. Yes, he sure is. I'll I'll give you that. I didn't I told you from the very beginning I didn't like the Dallas Phillies, so I didn't put a whole lot of money on that because I, I just I did not like it. Uh, I won some money off Fitz Magic this weekend. I won some money um, on the Buffalo game on the overs and also the you know Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore. Those were my big ones. Well, good job, man. So uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about this Sunday coming up. We'll talk about some fantasy football in the next episode, and uh, I guess we can wrap up this call. Right on. And, uh, and Jimmy will be joining us uh, as, as soon as the wild card week uh, hits for the NFL. So that'll be pretty exciting. So yeah. hopefully I can get Alex on the phone next week and uh, hear him uh, tell us about becoming the final uh, fantasy football champion and uh, what led him to that Lamar Jackson, Kenyon Drake and Travis Kelsey. We already know, but, um, but I like to hear it from the, the champ's mouth himself. So we'll get him on the phone next week. So, yeah, that'd be good. And I, it's, it's time for Jimmy to make an appearance for sure. All right, Tim, good call. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you in a few days. All right. Sounds good. See you, bud. Bye.